What do you do? What do you do, y'all? It's your boy Blacker, and I'm sitting here on this Saturday afternoon in the city of Lynchburg, VA. And the weather is kind of on the chill side out there. So if you got big coats, you're probably going to need them the rest of the day. But while we were sleeping in our beds last night, in the wee hours of the morning, the Taliban in America has signed a landmark agreement and bid to end the longest war America has ever fought. The U.S. has agreed to withdraw all forces from Afghanistan within the next 14 months and pull out of five bases in 135 days. Now, I don't know how much faith and trust the American people should have in the Taliban. Like, I mean, these fucks been at war for almost 20 years now. And now, you know, they just all of a sudden y'all just going to be on some peace, some ceasefire type shit. You know, I, I, I wouldn't trust them no further than I can throw them, you know. And, 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 and the crazy part about it, the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, attended the ceremony but didn't even sign the bill. Which brings up more speculation to me. I'm like, okay, you, you're the Secretary of State, bro. And uh, you didn't sign on, on to this. So what's really hood and what's really good and what's really going on? Like, I really want to know what's going on. I don't even like the fact that the deal took place while everybody was asleep. You know what I mean? I mean, not to say that if we were listening in on the deal, we could have vetoed it or, you know, whatever the case may be. But damn, to have something of that magnitude, you know, and I get it on that side of the world. They're hours and hours ahead of us. But man, at the same time, though, this shit here just don't sit right with me. Like, I... I don't understand it, but I'm going to definitely continue to uh, check up on it and, and, and keep my eyes and ears open on this one right here. And I suggest the American people do the same thing because now I'm not trying to say that, you know, America is going to be friends with the Taliban and buddy buddy and all that kind of shit. But, you know, these people had a lot to do with 9-11 and these people had a lot to do with all type of terrorist acts since then so you know I guess you can shake their hand with one hand and you know hold your binoculars with the other hand and keep your eyes on them or whatever because this just does not it just does not sit right and I'm just I can't wait to see the fallout behind this I can't wait to see who was on board with it and who wasn't it's one thing is surely clear though the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo does not seem to be on board because he did not put his John Hancock on that piece of paper. So CBS suspends production on the show Amazing Race as coronavirus is spread. Now Amazing Race has been like one of my favorite shows. It's been on TV just as long as uh, Survivor. You know what I mean? And and, and I, didn't, I, I haven't really spoken on the coronavirus, but um, you know, it's, it's it's starting to affect everything now. So even there's even been uh cases has been discovered in America, which I knew at some point in time that was going to happen, and uh, there's even been speculation of possibly canceling the Olympics. There was a professional soccer game played in Europe yesterday, and nobody attended it, which was uh crazy within itself man i mean this thing has got people shook you got people running all over the world now buying masks 
and uh, respiratory mask and stuff like that. And then I hear reports on the news yesterday that the mask is not going to really help the people who isn't affected. The mask is pretty much preferred for those who already has the symptoms of coronavirus. But that's not going to stop people from going out here buying masks. It's definitely not going to stop me. Like, I, you know, I, I, I didn't turn a blind eye to this whole coronavirus thing. I, you know, I just been paying attention to it day by day. And uh, my, my ears are perked up now. And, and, and I hope uh, everybody else's ears are perked up now. And uh, if you feel the need to go out there and get a mask, by all means, go out there and get one. You know, better safe than sorry. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, one of the cases that I heard as far as an American person having it, he had never left the country. So he has had to come in contact with somebody in the city that he lives in. You know, and they're they're like uh, it's 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 just it's it's become worldwide this epidemic now, and I don't know how the I don't know how they gonna put a lid on this shit, you know. But it it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere anytime soon. I've seen footage from uh China, and it's like people are living like in plastic bubbles out there. I mean, they showed this one clip where they were like in a grocery store and. The cashiers were like in this plastic bubble, you know, and then they showed people working in cubicles and, 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 and they were in plastic bubbles and just, you know, it's just a lot of water being sprayed throughout the cities in China and things like that. And I'm saying to myself, like, where was all of this? These type of things, as, as far as the sanitation goes, you know, that should have been first and foremost before this coronavirus scare even jumped off. And people are, you know, you have Chinese restaurants that are losing business. I uh, reported probably like a week ago on one of my uh, podcast episodes that there was this business in uh, in uh, L.A., which is actually, in, which the business is actually in Chinatown, and the woman has lost eighty percent of her uh, revenue solely because the the, the customers fear that the staff themselves may have coronavirus or symptoms of coronavirus. So I'm like, damn, I feel like everybody is feeling it now. Wall Street is feeling it. Mom and pop shops in Chinatown all across the major U.S. cities are feeling it. Uh, You know, TV shows are feeling it. And like I said earlier, possibly the Olympics could be canceled and that's a very big possibility that is a very big possibility because you know you can't just put a cap on it and say okay this should be taken care of before this summer and 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 you know they say the cold can kill germs and i believe that it can but something has to be done about this because once the summer hit it's primarily the spring once it started warming up around this country you know anything is possible so, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's just a scary moment right now for not just China, not just America, but all over the world. And like I said earlier, if you feel the need to go out there and grab a mask, um, all I ask is that you just make sure you're reading it correctly and understanding what type of mask, you know, can help you and which ones can't because there's a bunch of different ones out there. I, I really wouldn't advise you to like really take the cheap route, you know, and, and go get a very cheap mask or something like that. But uh, 
you know, certain doctors are saying, hey, stay away from the mask. It's not going to help you. And, you know, you, you have the right to do it if you if you want to or if you don't. But the options are there. And, you know, I just say everybody just wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. And I don't do a whole bunch of handshaking anyway. Um, you know, I do a lot more fist bumping. You know, one person, you don't have to worry about uh, touching anybody's hands or possibly get coming in contact with this is the guy named Howie Mandel because he's a germaphobe. <laughs> but uh, The Amazing Race is one of my favorite shows, though. And for those who've never seen it, it's uh, a show that 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 uh, have people contested, mainly teams of two, and they're like traveling throughout the the world and they're finding clues and every time they get to a certain destination and things like that they can win prizes and all of that uh my family and i we were big fans of that show still is big fans of the show can't wait for it to come back and uh hopefully cbs can get things rolling pretty soon and also will smith is set to play serena and venus williams dad Richard Williams in an upcoming biopic movie um, is slated to be released in November and I think this is going to be a real good role because Will Smith he, he, he can embody a role just like a, a, a Denzel Washington or a Jamie Foxx I think he did really good in uh, the Ali movie and uh, several other movies that I've watched him play in the way he's really embodied the role so I'm very uh happy about this one here um they had a couple of little girls who are going to be playing venus and serena williams i didn't uh get their names but the next time i speak on it i definitely will but uh right now they're also searching to find two girls teenage girls that can uh play them during their teenage years and then they're gonna of course find a couple grown women to play them during their grown-up years so shout out to big will on the new movie that'll be releasing in November and uh, I'll definitely be trying to check that out now in sports world Tony Romo just signed a record breaking deal to stay with CBS the deal pays Romo 17 million dollars a year and it goes past the 2022 season there was also reports that ESPN was possibly willing to pay him as high as 20 million dollars and like the past few years like uh tony romo has become like one of the top guys when it comes to commentating football man to uh make that transition from the field to the booth and it seems like his second act which is the commentating job seems to be doing a hell of a lot better than when he was a quarterback now no disrespect he wasn't a top tier quarterback but he wasn't the worst quarterback either he's not a hall of famer but uh you know i don't know it's just something about those cowboy quarterbacks man after they can after they finish playing they go up in the booth it all started back in the day with don meredith and then troy aikman who has become you know legendary him and teaming up with uh joe buck just catapulted his career you know through the roof when it came to commentating and now you got you got Tony Romo with Jim Nance on CBS so you know things you know when it comes to when it comes to football when it comes to all sports basically like 
no matter how good or how bad the game is, depending upon who you have commentating, the game can keep you interested. There are a lot of times when Monday Night Football was just bullshit, but you had a guy like John Madden who still made the game fun, still made the game interesting, still made it to a, made it in a magnitude that people wanted to watch it. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I enjoy listening to Tony Romo. He does bring you know what I'm saying? A, a a a side to the game that you know from the from a quarterback's perspective, which is the best perspective, you know what I'm saying? You can have because that's the main go-to guy on the football field. So uh, shout out to Tony Romo and uh, the new deal with him staying with CBS. It's gonna be interesting to see who they gonna who ESPN is gonna have for Monday Night Football because I know that's what they were pushing for in the sense of signing Tony Romo so that you know they could have that stability in Monday Night Football. They haven't had a a big name honestly in Monday Night Football since it's been on ESPN, and uh, you know they they just misfire on that altogether. So it's gonna be very interesting to see who they get. It's John John uh, Gruden left the booth two years ago, and they had Booger McFarland in the booth the past couple seasons. And you know, I mean, eh, eh, I don't want to knock nobody, but you know, just hearing Booger speak about the game just didn't it just didn't do it for me. You know what I mean? And uh. A legendary cowboy tight end, Jason Witten, he tried it a couple years ago and it didn't pan out for him. So that's why he's back on the football field. So, you know, it all depends, though. But I don't know if there's any openings for a Monday Night Football commentating job. But I know if it was, I'd definitely like to give it a shot myself. (laughs) And that's for real, man. But uh, also, now, check this out, people. This this story right here was, like, crazy to me because I was like, okay. It's one of those weird ones where you just go left. So, apparently, an Oklahoma City man thought that there was, like, squirrels or some shit like that up in this attic. So, he gets his gun, and he goes up into the attic, and he turns on the light, and voila. There's a 28-year-old homeless man laying on a mattress in this guy's attic. So, the homeowner... Uh, held him at gunpoint and called the police and kept the gun on him until the police got there, man. And I was like, yo, that that dude there, he that that took a lot of strength right there because I know if that was me, I would have either shot dude or beat the hell out of him with the gun, man. Like how you got the balls to not only break into somebody's crib but feel the need to go to sleep? Like like really? Like really? Where the fuck they do that at? Where the fuck do they do that at when you can break into somebody's crib <laughs> and go to sleep, man, and not worry about whether or not they catch your ass in it? I guess he thought because he was in the attic. So he had to apparently, like, climb outside the man's house, like, climb up the fucking side of the house or something. You know, like, that was the, like that's the one thing I was trying to find out exactly how did he get up there? Because he definitely didn't go through any doors, you know what I mean, to where he would have had to walk up the stairs, which means that he would have had to enter the man's home through the front door or back door or something like that. But, man, that's a tough one right there, man, I swear. Like, that's real tough right there to, to you know, think something like that 
some some kind of rodents or something like that is in your attic only to find out nah it ain't no rodents it's a damn human being up there and so like uh the whole transgender thing now with Dwayne Wade's son has like taken a life of his own like uh you know I don't. I ain't really touch on this situation too much. I just don't want. The only thing that had pissed me off, really, a couple of things, was that I just, you know, the whole social media where you got a whole bunch of grown people who are weighing in on somebody else's child. And and and, and I'm gonna be 100 with y'all, man. Um, a lot of these celebrities that's coming out with this so-called support, a lot of that shit is just to to, to make sure that they don't fuck up what's on their end, yo. You know what I mean? Like, everybody is not telling the truth when they say, oh, they're in support of Zaya. Wait. Like, and it's, and it's obvious, man. It's obvious. You know, and I'm, I'm, I, and some of, some, of, some of the people are genuine. I'll give them that. But, you know what I mean? When you got guys, like, I like the truth. So when you got guys like Snoop Dogg, The Gang, Boosie Badass, when you got these guys speaking on this manner right here, to a lot of people, it may sound ignorant, it may sound homophobic, but at the end of the fucking day, it does sound a hell of a lot more truthful than, you know, a lot of these stars, celebs, you know, that's speaking on it with this PR mentality, you know? And it's all, and, and a lot of them, it's very obvious that they're using PR mentality just to make sure that they don't, themselves don't lose endorsements and, and, and fuck up whatever money that they may be having, have coming down the pipeline. So, you know, a lot of the, <clears throat> and then a lot of them, you know, don't, 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 a lot of them try and uh, not take sides on either side, whether they are for gay or anti-gay or whatever the case may be. But I just like those who speak their mind. You know what I mean? Just keep it 100. Speak their mind, yo. Boosie Badass was screaming, hey, D-Wade don't let him cut his dick off. He might meet a woman when he's 16 years old or something like that. And, and, and you know, to me, that's truthful. You know? But, like I said, I sit on both sides. I just be, you know, I don't... It, it just seems like the kid is being exploited now. You know what I'm saying? With all of this new fame from social media and everybody weighing in on it and it just seems like you know and now now D-Wade with his latest endeavor as far as becoming a rapper now at, at 38 39 years old or whatever and he uh he did a uh a, a, a song with uh Rick Ross I heard a little bit of it it was pretty cool you know it wasn't you know something that I definitely need to have in my rotation but it was okay but you know, I just wish everybody, you know, would uh just go ahead on and leave the whole Zaya Wade thing alone. If that's what Wade is doing, raising his son to be a girl, and his son's slash daughter is cool with it. And you know, it is what it is, man. Just you know, peep it. Oh, okay, and keep it moving. And that's it. I want to thank y'all for listening to my weekend podcast. I keep it short and sweet. I keep it sweet and short. It's your boy B to the L-A-double-K-A, Blacker. And I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Peace.